Hello, and welcome to the Major Gifts Fundraiser podcast. I'm Monica Van Deventer. Let me tell you a little bit about the tribe we're building here at Major Gifts Fundraiser. We're working with people like you who want to be among the very best in this field. You want to accomplish great things. You want to challenge yourself. You want to grow, and you are up for going on a journey because you know a journey is what it takes to become the very best version of yourself. You're listening to this podcast because you know that in order to be a great fundraiser, you have to spend time thinking about how you'll be a great fundraiser. You can learn more about our new online training programs at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. And without further ado, here's Clark. Buenos dias, mis amigos. Clark Van Deventer here from Major Gifts Fundraiser. Hope that you are having a great day. All right. Today, we are going to talk about fundraising like a shepherd. All right, this is this is some cool stuff I've been listening to. I'm going to share with you now. Uh, hey, a couple of things before I get into the topic of today's podcast. It's the month of November, and fundraisers, we own this month. I love the Thanksgiving holiday. I, I do. I just love it. I love Thanksgiving because, well, here's what Thanksgiving is. It's a day on the calendar where we say we are going to focus on and be thankful for what we have and not focus on what we don't have and what we want. All right, this is gratitude month. So as Thanksgiving approaches, think about who you are grateful for. Like when you think of them, the emotion that stirs up in you is gratitude. So who are those people? And maybe it's someone you haven't seen in a long time, someone you haven't talked to in a long time. Uh, Or maybe it's someone that lives in the same house as you. Maybe it's a donor. Uh, Reach out to that person. Like, and have a meaningful conversation with them. Tell them that you're thankful for them. I think that flexing our gratitude muscles or flexing our gratitude muscle is one of the most important things we can do as fundraisers. I tell my wife all the time, if there was one thing I could do, if there's one thing I could do to really transform um, the relationship between organizations and donors, like I could snap my fingers and it would be so. The one thing I would do that could really make a difference would be increasing the real, genuine, deep from within you gratitude that fundraisers feel. Feel, not just think, but feel for their donors. All right, and that, my friends, is a great segue into what I wanna talk about today. All right, I talk a lot about how to be a better fundraiser. I've got almost, we're almost there, almost 100 episodes of this podcast. I've created dozens of hours of presentations on fundraising and building relationships with major donors, right? So like a lot of best practices, right? My record is 24 hours of content in three days. Seriously, I did three consecutive days of speaking for eight hours and I didn't lose the audience. (laughs) All right, there's a lot of talking. But trust me, if anyone can go that long, (laughs) it's me. All right. And on those days when I'm presenting for eight hours, every single break, every bathroom break, coffee break, when we break for the day, people are lining up and I'm answering questions. I'm at the urinal (laughs) answering questions. 
All right. It's like 10 hours nonstop. And when I get done, I go back to my hotel room and I collapse and order Uber Eats. But the tribe I am building here, a major guest fundraiser, is for people who aspire to be peak performance fundraisers. You want to be among the best. You take your craft seriously. That's why you listen to this podcast. So you are taking in and taking in and taking in and learning as much as you can. But like the question is, like, when do you start? Like, you know, like you, you've taken this development job, right? And it's like, when do you start? When you stop taking in as if you ever stop? And, and when you start calling donors, like how much should you learn before your first donor call? I was listening to a talk recently about shepherds. Okay, fundraising like a shepherd. I was listening to a talk recently about shepherds and and wow, I was kind of amazed at how much being a fundraiser is like being a shepherd. If you embrace the mindset of fundraising that I talk about, fundraising done um, not as you begging for money and the donor merely handing you a check, but instead you as a life coach asking questions and listening to gift and pushing and prodding the donor to help that donor step into their life calling to become the best version of themselves, right? That's, that's what we're after. So there was a study done in the Holy Land about shepherds by someone who's like kind of obsessed with shepherds and shepherding. He's like really interested in this topic, right? He's obsessed with it. And he's out there interviewing shepherds. No-name shepherds. Apparently, this is like uh, the NBA. You know, there's the LeBron James of shepherds, and there's the, I don't know, the guy riding the pine of shepherds. I, I don't know. And they interviewed, they interviewed all of them. They interviewed world-class shepherds. <laughs> okay. Uh, I know that may sound funny to you, but that's who they were interviewing, like the best of the best. So, so they interviewed this guy, this man named Abu Jamal who's a shepherd from Jordan, all right? This guy is apparently the best. And I can guarantee you that Abu Jamal has some techniques. Like he has some tricks of the trade. He has some arrows in his quiver, as I like to put it. And they asked him, what does it take to be a shepherd? And here's what he said. Love. Okay, I guarantee you this guy is, okay, he does. He has, he has tricks. He has techniques. He has arrows in his quiver. But he's like, yeah, if you just love, you can start like right now. All you have to do is love your sheep. And he basically says, if you love your sheep, you'll figure everything else out. So love your donors. That's the foundation. When can you start? Love your donors. Do you love your donors? Yes, great. Start. Go. <laughs> Go meet with someone right now. The foundation is love. Love your donors. All right. They are human beings, not wallets with people attached. I was sort of like convicted of this even recently where I referred to um, a list of names. It's not a list of names. It's a list of people. So if you love your donors, being thankful for them, expressing gratitude to them, like it ought to be easy. It Like this month that we own as fundraisers, month of Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving week, Thanksgiving day, should be easy. 
to, ex to express real genuine gratitude to them. But there was more about this talk that made me think about how much fundraisers are like shepherds. So um, once sheep have found a place they like, they never move. All right. So you're always, this is what the speaker said. So you're always trying to inspire trust while creating movement. Inspire trust while creating movement. And he said, if it's all trust, it's too congenial. And if it's all about movement and accomplishment, it's too performance-based. So the challenge is, right, you have to inspire trust while creating movement. And he's saying this, all right? This is what he's saying. The guy's name is Steve Deneff. He says, once sheep have found a place they like, they never move. So you're always trying to inspire trust while creating movement. If it's all trust, it's too congenial. All about movement and accomplishment, it's too performance-based. You have to inspire trust while creating movement. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. This is good. All right. So your donor is giving $1,000 a year. They never want to move. They're in their groove. But you want to move them beyond that, not just because you want more money, but you know the joy and meaning that will come into the donor's life as they get all wrapped up in the mission of your organization. But if you are constantly beating them over the head, talking about their next gift, asking and asking and asking, getting $1,000 and then immediately thinking about how you're going to get your next gift or your next bigger gift, get them to 10000 it's all about performance and the donor simply filling a role. You have to inspire trust while creating movement. You have to be subtle, right? like a shepherd. So my job as a fundraiser is to make my donor feel safe and loved and cared for. That's congenial, but also challenged. I want to push and prod them the way my closest friends push me in life or the way my running buddies or my cycling buddies push me on a run or on a ride. All right, by the way, by the way, you're not off the hook when it comes to mastering your craft. If you love your donors, great. Abu Jamal loves his sheep, great. He started with love, but do you have any idea the knowledge of just about anything Abul Jamal could encounter while tending to his flocks. Like the, the knowledge he has of just about anything his sheep could encounter is mind boggling. I was reading about their knowledge of plants. Like these people are botanists. Like they know everything about plants and what sheep can or can't eat or what they may not want to eat, or what they may not want to eat if they've been eating this recently. All right, they know the terrain, they know the wildlife, they know the predators. All right, same with you. I'm always talking about like, you like who's your, okay, quote, competition. All right, they're not your competition, but right, I always talk about how your organization, if you ask your donors what other organizations they support, there are a few organizations based upon your organization 
there are a few organizations that your donors tend to give to. All right, right, you've, you've experienced this, right? You should know everything about those organizations. You should know who their leadership is. You should know what their, their plans are, their campaigns, their, their vision. You should know their staff, right? You should know everything about your organization, all the programs you offer or, or uh, majors you have or how many graduates you have or wh whatever it is. You should know everything about your organization. You should become an expert, just the same way these guys are becoming experts. And you should know about different ways to give, planned giving. Not that you're an expert in planned giving. You don't know everything about tax law, but you know enough to be conversant. All right, maybe, maybe there are really good shepherds who know all this technical stuff, but they never loved their sheep. So they're not the best shepherds. And maybe there are really good shepherds who love their sheep, but they never took the time to master their craft. So they're not the best shepherds. Maybe there are fundraisers who know the craft. They know about listening to gift, asking strategic questions, how to close. But they don't love their donors. I've posed this question many, many, many times in trainings over the years. Is it possible to have a technical mastery of fundraising and be successful while faking loving your donors? I, I, <laughs> I think that you can be good, but not great. You won't be the best. Maybe you can be good, maybe even really good, but not among the very best. I think the very best love their donors, and then that love drives them to master their craft. But don't stop at loving your donors. If you stop at loving your donors, you don't really love your donors because you're not serving your donors. Master your craft. Okay, but the point of all this, don't wait to master your craft before you pick up the phone and call a donor. Pick up the phone today and call a donor and get a meeting. I don't care how little technical mastery you have. Call your donors, get meetings, and go love them. We can keep working on craft. Right now, just go love. And success, success is like a river. It's flowing. That's what I always say. Success is like a river. It's flowing. You don't even have to be good. If you just get out of your office and get in front of your donors, you can't help but get swept up in it. You're going to get hit by success. I call it getting in the way of success. Okay, hey, thanks so much for listening. All right, I love this podcast. I love talking shop with you. I love, like, here we are, you and I, just two development professionals on a drive or on a run talking about our work. And remember, we have two new programs we have just launched at Major Gifts Fundraiser. Two new, beautifully produced online trading programs, the Noble Call of Fundraising and Peak, per uh, peak Performance Fundraising. You can learn more about both of these. And you can enroll right now. Just go to MajorGiftsFundraiser.com or email me at Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com fundraiser.com. Hey, thanks so much. <laughs> Whoa, trying to talk too fast. Thanks 
so much for listening. Have a great day. All right, Monica here again. If you like what you heard on this podcast, you'll love our online training programs. You can complete our online training programs at your own pace and you can watch or listen to them from any device. And unlike that last conference you attended, the challenge questions and action steps that come with each of our modules will give you concrete things you can do today to level up as a fundraiser. You'll raise more money than ever before by developing deeper donor relationships than you ever thought possible. So head over to majorguestfundraiser.com to buy now. Thanks for listening.